need to know. I'm telling you, that's the best thing in the world that anybody can do. And uh, we certainly need to pray for the salvation of those ISIS. But you need to understand that their their whole goal is to wipe out anybody that's non-Muslim, and that's us. And that 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 gives them what they think is fairness. Uh, no, we're not doing that today. They forgot to tell you. Nice try. I'm talking to Kevin back there. He's newsy lose. Wake him up. He's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You may have found Genesis chapter 37 by now. We're going to be begin reading in verse 5. Stand with me out of respect, if you will. What? We're not doing that now. Thank you. <laughs> That's what Kevin told me, too. Thanks. Okay. You changed your mind now. Oh, hold it. Take the mic to her and, make, and let her apologize to me for changing her mind. No, it's all right. I'm just picking. All right. I apologize, Kevin. Well, she told me we weren't going to. Now you're going. Okay. So now now you, you, you know, Jesus goes after one, but you go after two. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> you good ladies do a good job, I tell you. Hey, I'm just a pastor. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just fill me in. It's all right. I kind of walk in a haze, you know. All right, verse 5 is Genesis chapter 37. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brother, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we are binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep rose and also stood upright and behold your sheep stood around about and made uh obstinance to my sheep otherwise paid respects and bowed to my sheep and his brethren said to him shall we indeed shall you thou indeed reign over us or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us thou hated him yet the more now understand he was next to the youngest joseph was joseph uh was next to the youngest and so they're saying hey i don't know who you think you are it's because you had a dream but uh, yet uh, more the, uh, for his dreams and for his words. They hated him more because of who he was. All right, drop down, if you will, to verse number 19. And they said to one another, Behold, this dreamer cometh, and I'll tell you how he comes. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to proclaim your truth, and thank you, Lord, for bringing people out in this cold weather and be with those that couldn't for heart and lung problems. Lord, be with us today. Let us be spirit-filled listeners. Let us hear what you'd have us to learn from Joseph. In Jesus' name, amen. May you see it. Now, Joseph was probably, or is probably, the best example. I don't know of too much that uh, I don't know of anything right off the top of my head that Joseph did wrong. He's a good example. He did some things. He had an attitude problem. He was a teenager. That's a give me. You know, that comes with teenagers. But but uh, but Joseph is probably the best example of Jesus in the Old Testament you're going to find. And then you got Daniel. Daniel's probably right up there with them. But what happened is Joseph being next to the youngest, for his father, his father had had uh, preference over him. And parents, we got to be careful with our grandkids, with our children, that we don't show preference to one over another. You love all of them the same. It's very hard because attitudes play an important part, do they not? Attitudes come in and it, it makes it 
difficult to someone that that's more obedient than the other uh, you know, it's just hard not to love. Someone that uh, doesn't keep in contact with you, it's hard to love someone that does keep contact. And and you got you got to watch them. Those of you who's got more than one kid, they, they'll play the others against you. You know, you like this one better than you like me and whatever, you know. And, and uh, so Joseph's dad said, look, here's what I want you to do. This is what's taking place in verse 19. I want you to go out there, check on your brothers and see what they're doing. And then come back and tell me what they've been doing. That was a mistake. You know, go out there, be a tattletale. Right? So in verse 19, they said one to another, Behold, the dreamer cometh. This is him. Now, from this point on, we don't know the time frame, but that's how they referred to, to Joseph as a dreamer. And I want to talk to you this morning about driven by a dream. Most of us have quit dreaming. Most of us had a dream. And life has taken it away from us. Or we give up on it because life got so busy and so difficult. And Joseph's had a dream. So I want to talk to you about being driven by a dream. A dream drives you. You know, when I was a, and I, I'm not just talking about religious dreams. That, that, that's what we're going to cover. But I'm talking about uh, kind of like the bucket list. Hey, I'd like to do this. Uh, you know, that's a bucket list. That's a dream. There's there's nothing wrong with that. I have no things. I know when I was a little kid, my grandmother, I think I was six, I can remember standing by her stove. I always kind of stood by the stove when she was cooking, <laughs> you know, because you could get little snacks before meals. You know what I'm talking about? And she was cooking, and, 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 I, and she was cooking some, I call them crawdads, but they weren't. They were corn fritters. And they looked like little crawdads when they got done, little arms and legs sticking out as a kid. So I called them crawdads. But she was cooking them corn fritters. And and I was waiting because I said, when they come out of the skillet, they're going to be hot, but they're going to be good. And uh, and then you can eat them babies and put some gravy on them or whatever you want. Man, oh, let's just close and go eat lunch. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Anyway, she said, what do you want to do when you get big, Rickla? I said, uh. I want to be in the I want to be in the army. I want to drive a tank. She said, "Well, that's a good that's a good goal, good dream." She said, "But you know what? You ought to think about flying airplanes. They make better money." But you know what? I was in the army for 20 years. I got to drive a tank one time. That was a dream. So it's not just a dream of of religious, but that's what we're going to cover some religious dream, uh, those kind of things. But we're going to cover the dreams in general. What does dreams do? Joseph, he was about 17 when God gave him his dream. Do you remember your dream? You know, that dream that used to, you say, man, I want to do this. Uh, remember that, that they got a good commercial on TV like, I like this. I, I was going to go to college, but then this happened. And I was going to begin going, then that happened. And then, you know, sometimes life happens, doesn't it? And we get so busy getting life, trying to make a living and trying to get things done and and do what you wanted, that your dreams begin to get stifled, and they begin to be set aside, and next thing before you know it, your dreams just aren't there anymore. In fact, some of us, we look around at our age, we quit dreaming, and that's sad, because we're not too old to have a dream. We're not too old to see our dream accomplished. We're not too old for something to happen. I, I dream to see people saved. I dream to see life saved, I, uh, life changed. I dream... My dreams see the, the church grow, to see more people come, to have vacation Bible school and watch 
the young people. Oh, by the way, uh, there's not going to be a meeting tonight. I neglected to announce that. Joanne's out of town, but she wants to have it again. Look in the bulletin because uh, she's got to get lined up for the meeting for the uh, Vacation Bible School for Children. And we're still looking at, and we will have that. We're looking at having Vacation Bible School for the seniors, too. So, But uh, a dream. The, this is because we're older than 60 or we draw Social Security. We think our dreams are dead. We think our dreams stop because we we now we're drawing Social Security and things are over. We're 65 or 66 or 70 or whatever, and it, they don't stop. Not a, not a God-given dream, and they shouldn't stop. Listen, truth is God has a dream for every life. Every one of you got a dream. You should. God has a dream for you. You may not be able to put it in words right now because your dream has been, been, been asleep for years, but God's got a dream for you. God's got a dream for where you're at in your life and, in, and what you're doing right now. Fulfillment in life can only be found when we find and give ourselves totally to the fulfilling of your God-given dream. When we give it over, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's our sole purpose. That's our passion. That's our love. It, it's a, to see that happening. That's what's going to go on. A definition of a dream. Let me give you just a definition of a dream. I, I don't remember where I read this, uh, but it is God turning on a light so you can see what he has planned for you. A dream is nothing more than God turning on a light so he can see his plan. Lisa, she's got a dream of seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. You know? She <laughs> But it's, it's, a, it's a God turning on the light so you can see what he's got planned for your life, what he's got planned for my life. See, God's got a dream for every life. God's dream for you will do eight things for you. Uh, number one, it's going to inspire you. What inspires you? What, what is it that gives you your passion? What, what is it that, that, that just floats your boat? Your dream is going to inspire you. You know, is your dream will motivate you. You know, you're either motivated or non-motivated. I hate unmotivated people. You know, it just, uh, I hate is not the, the proper adjective I want to use. I don't like being around unmotivated people. I want people to be motivated. Let's do something, you know. I used to tell them in the Army, let's do it even if it's wrong, let's do it. I used to tell a lieutenant, sir, make a judgment call. They never busted anybody for judgment calls, you know. They may chew you out for making an improper judgment call, but they don't ever get you. Make a call. Let's be motivated. Let's do something. Uh, your dream will inspire you. It'll motivate you. Your dream will drive you. That dream is what gives you that passion. That's what, that's what you get up and say, I want to see this happen today. I want to see this accomplished. I challenge each one to get a dream of leading one soul to the Lord this year. Get a dream. Get a dream to lead one soul to the Lord this year, one person to the Lord. You lead them. Walk them down the aisle. That's so exciting. We had uh, last week when we had Trixie here, you seen, you seen how that affected. We could have went on. Nancy's in this church because Terry Smith, who doesn't have to be here today, invited her and the, and the uh, uh, Galmy Gems. She got interested in it. So you see, it, it took. there's another person involved in that chain, and that's what we, uh, of getting Trixie to come to the Lord. That's what we need. Listen, it'll thrill you. How many people just get thrilled? Go drive on the ice. That'll thrill you. That'll thrill you. Try stopping on the ice. will give you a bigger thrill. I tell you something. How many like roller coasters? Men, 
How many men like roller coasters or at least go up? Oh, I, you know, you may not like them, but you go on them when you can. Yeah? You like it? That's a thrill, isn't it? You know? All right. How many of you scream like a girl when you're on a roller coaster? <laughs> you know, yeah, me too. You know, and so Zachary likes roller coasters. His mama likes roller coasters. You know, we just go, I hang on tight to roller coasters. That's because we was at Fairland Park one time with my cousin. I was a teenager, and we that was on this roller coaster, went over, and the roller coaster, you know how they strap you in with them handles? The handle didn't lock. And we went over that first hill, whoo, that handle come up, and, and my cousin, who was about, oh, I don't know, four years younger than I am, he went up with it. I grabbed that him and the handle and pulled it back down. Man, when I got off of that, I thought, I ain't never ride another one of these things again. Then God gave me a daughter who likes roller coasters and a mama who don't, uh, you know, and a grandson who likes roller coasters. So, you know, I ride roller coasters like this. But I don't scream like a girl. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> hey, it'll thrill you. Dream will thrill you. When's the last time you've been thrilled? It'll thrill you. The dream will challenge you. A dream will put a challenge in your life. Say, hey, I want to see what this is going to happen. I, you know, it, it'll challenge you. Look what God's been doing here with the blessings and the challenges that God has blessed us with. If this can't thrill you, if this doesn't inspire you, if it doesn't motivate you and drive you, you... you you're out of gas. I'm telling you. You know, somebody better check your pulse. Make sure you're still breathing. Look what God's doing. The sign, man, and the sign's working. Thanks to El Joe for getting them. You know, it had some problems. Give them a hand. Didn't they do a good job? It had to do it off a ladder. It's something. But hey, you know, it it is it's it's good. You know, I appreciate that. Not only that, it'll direct you. Your dream will direct you. It'll give you that guidance, that direction you need to go. Well, that'll give you a dream. Your dream will encourage you. You're getting it closer to your dream and seeing that dream come about. That'll encourage you. Say, hey, man, I can do this. I'm getting thrilled over my dream. Look out, buddy. I'm getting excited. I'm getting Pentecostal on them, Don. I'm going to go get Don. Yeah. <laughs> Used to thrill me when I jumped off platform. Now it'll kill me if I, you know. Or she will, one or the other. <laughs> hey, it encourage you. Listen, it'll define you. What did they say about Joseph? Here comes that dreamer. People are going to say, there's a dreamer. And you tell folks about your dreams, what you, th- what you can do. They, they, the people are going to tell you. You're going to watch some other things. People are going to jump in. Everybody ain't going to like your dream. There's going to be some people that are dream killers. Some people that's going to hate your dream. Joseph's brothers didn't like his dream either, did he? You see, we see this truth in the life of Paul, in these eight things that guided him, motivated him, inspired him, that encouraged him, that defined him, the who Paul was. In Acts chapter 9, verse 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. You go your way, Paul, the way I tell you, the way I direct you, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. Paul's the apostle to the Gentiles. His dream defined him. He wanted to see them saved. He didn't forget about the Israel nation. He didn't forget about his brothers and sisters in Christ. He wanted them saved. He said, and kings and the children of Israel. He said, you're going to be in front of people. He wanted them all to reach Christ, to know Christ. That's what defined Paul. He wanted everybody to come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. 
That's his dream, to see everybody saved. And God says, it's not my will that any should perish, but all should come to the saving grace of God. Listen, Paul spent the rest of his life inspired. He spent the rest of his life motivated. He was driven. He was thrilled uh, by getting the churches started, seeing people come to the Lord, seeing people grow. You know, one of the things, your ambition shouldn't be just for gold. Ambition shouldn't be just to read the Bible through this year. I want to encourage you to do that. But that shouldn't be just a goal. You should do it for growth. I'm going to learn more if I stay in the Word of God. I'm going to be closer to God by staying in the Word of God. I'm going to know more by staying in the Word of God. That's a dream, uh, getting through my Bible through every year. I've done that now for the last 30 years, and it's just a goal. I have my. Sometimes I, I get it aside and don't get in it as often as I should in my reading, and I ask God to forgive me, and I get back and get caught up. But, man, <clears throat> hey, 365 days with Jesus. What a what an opportunity. Listen, it's going to challenge you. Paul's life was challenged. Uh, he spent, uh, you know, he had false teachers. He had people that, that he thought was going to be his friends and stay right by him, and some left him, uh, Dinamis and some others. Listen, they was directed. His life was directed. Everything he did was to get churches and get Gentiles saved and, and get churches started. And we got those books of Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians and, and, and uh, uh, all those books. And you look at the books that he wrote to, Tim, uh, for, uh, to Timothy and to Titus and those he mentored. He trained up those. That's our men mentoring men, teaching faithful men to observe whatsoever things I've commanded you to, to, to obey and to follow those things. He was encouraged. When those churches come, and he tried to get to every church that he could get to, and some he didn't get to. Uh, he just wrote letters to the church at Rome and church at others, and then it defined Paul. Who was Paul? Paul was a man that was after souls for Christ. Paul was a man that wanted to see churches started and and uh, see the Gentiles come to the loving Christ. He was a man that wanted to see his brothers and uh, in the Israel nation to come to salvation. That's what it's all about. There's only one way to get to heaven. It's not, it's not through all. It's not through Muhammad. They say Muhammad was a prophet. Well, he was an illiterate prophet, by the way. Now you're comparing him to Jesus. There's a mistake because Jesus was perfect in every way. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. A God-given dream affects us in what ways? It affects how we think, doesn't it? When, you get, when you're trying to get your dream, it affects how you think. That's your passion. That's what you want to see done. That's what you got to see. It affects how you feel. It affects the way we feel, especially as we see our, our dream getting closer to that accomplishment. And we say, hey, it can happen. It affects how we talk. Our dream makes a whole lot of difference in the way we talk. You know, and, and maybe you got a dream of somebody in your family coming to salvation or a friend. It'll affect how they think, feel, and talk. When they receive Jesus Christ, it'll make a difference. It, he said there's not a lot of difference that has to be made. There is, it will make a difference. Edna is one of those that was, and I'm not saying this because I already took her to the mall, but Edna, Edna was one of those that, that I thought would not be a major change in her life. I thought Bob Miller would be the same, similar like that, because she's, she's always been a good person. At least she was till she married me. Everybody's entitled to a mistake. <laughs> and Bob Miller, I thought, he took care of his family, and he loved his family, and he loved his country and his church. But you know what? 
I was wrong because nobody stays the same when they come to Jesus. They either leave angrier or they leave saved. And when they're saved, there's a change that makes a difference. You think different. Your want-tos change. You feel different. You talk different. You know, there may not be bad language you have to do away with. It's just a different way you talk. And you act different. You begin to act differently. You guys should have known me before I got saved. You think I act weird now. You should have seen me before I got saved. I acted pretty pretty hard. It was, I'll take care of me and mine, you take care of yours, okay? That's how it used to be. It's not that way. Because I care about what happens to you and your families and your children and your grandchildren. Because a dream, and my, one of my dreams is to see your life become closer to Jesus Christ. My whole goal in life is to learn to accept people where they're at and help them become a step closer to Jesus Christ when I leave. That's my whole purpose. That's my dream in a nutshell, if you want to put all of it like that. Listen, we interact with others differently. It affects how we interact with them. It affects how we make a difference. And like I said, there was a difference in it. I saw her. She was a, a wonderful wife, a, a wonderful uh, sweetheart. She still is. But there was a change in her life. And she was basically, she was a, she was a good girl. She, she didn't do things bad. She didn't even get spankings when she was growing up. She's the number fifth child. She saw the other four get in trouble, so she didn't want that. So she didn't. And then there's two after that didn't learn either. So, but she, but she just, but there was a change. The way uh, her love, her her caring for people, who she is became, and and our love has grown different. It, we act with others differently. Listen, we live out our lives differently, don't we? When we, when our dream is, is affects us in the way we live out our lives. And our dream, which forms our attitude. You take all that, that makes our attitudes. Now, some of you are thinking, yeah, well, I got some people I wish they'd get saved in because they got a stinking attitude. Well, that helps. But you know what? Attitudes can change as we seek to fulfill our God-given dreams. Maybe their dream got stifled by life. And maybe they need somebody to encourage them to get their dream can come true again. That you can make it. That you can you you one day be debt free. That that's a dream. You, that's a good dream. That you you'll make it. One day you'll be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish for God. That's a good dream. You want to accomplish what you want to accomplish for your family. That's a good dream. You want to see your kids or grandkids or 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 spouses saved and come to serve in God. That's a good dream. There's nothing wrong with those dreams. And you can have more than one dream. You notice in verse uh, 5 it said, And Joseph uh, dreamed a dream. The article A means it was a specific dream. It wasn't Joseph dreamed. Hey, I had several dreams last night. I, I ate pizza before I went to bed. You know. Uh, but I had dreams. For real. I had dreams. There were some strange ones. But this is a specific dream that God gives you. A dream that God turns the light on and you see what can be accomplished in your life. What can happen. There are some people that I told you earlier dream killers. You know, Joseph's brothers and them were out there. They can give you all the reason in the world why your dream will never work and never happen. They can tell you it's not going to come about. 
and and you know, well, if you were stronger, if you were richer, if you were more, if you were healthier, if you were, you don't think God doesn't know that when He gives you a dream? He knows exactly how He made you. He knows exactly where you're at financially, where you're at geographically, where you're at spiritually. God knows exactly what's going on in your life. The problem is we've let life kill our dream. We've let life steal our dream. Or we've let people in life be a dream killer. Joseph's brothers tried to kill his dreams. You know, Roger Bannister was told that no human could ever run a mile under four minutes, and he proved them wrong. He's the first man that broke a four-minute mile, Robert Bannister for Eng England. He's, he's the first guy that ever did it. And you, you can dream. Now there's high school kids that do it. You know, it's amazing. Hey, Wilbur and Orville Wright were told that anything heavier than an air machine could never fly. They made bicycles, got the idea, maybe we can make this airplane. And on Kitty Hawk, they flew for so many seconds. And now look at the airplanes that we can fly. Somebody tried to kill their dream. You know who tried to kill their dream? Their dad was a, a Baptist preacher and, or a deacon somewhere in the area. He's preaching one day, and he said, if God wanted you to fly, he'd put wings on your back. Well, guess what? We still fly today, don't we? You know, it's exact. And it's a thrilling thing to fly. It motivates them because they kept their dream. Listen, Joseph's brothers knew that they would never bow before their little brother, but they did when they went to Egypt, and God had it planned, and Joseph said, you meant it for bad, God meant it for good, I'm down there. And Joseph went through a lot of hard, difficult times in his life. Joseph was lied about by Potiphar's wife, thrown in prison, forgot about by two people he told their dreams to, well, interpret their dreams from God, and, and for two more years they forgot about him. So from 17 to the time he was about 30, did he ever start seeing his dream coming true? So, young people, your dream is still possible. Old folks, just because we're 70, 80, 65, 85, 90, you can still reach your dream. It's like my granddaddy used to say, I can do everything I used to do when I was younger. It just takes me longer. You know, But you can still get your dream, see your dream. Visualize that dream. Let it motivate you. Let it drive you. Let it define you. Let it thrill you. Let it inspire you to do something for God. Throughout my entire childhood, I was told, boy, you're not going to amount to anything. Except for my grandparents, the only ones I know that had it, and Edna. But most of them said, you're not going to, you can't do anything. You're not going to amount to anything. Well, guess what? God had a different dream than they had. God had something. If it hadn't been for my grandparents and, and my girlfriends, I would have thought I could have never made it. But you know what? God had a different thing. You can make it. So don't, don't let Satan tell you, I could win a soul to Christ if I was smarter, if I knew more Bible verses, if I was closer to Jesus. You can win somebody to Christ now because that's God's will. God has a dream for our life. God has a dream for everybody to be a witness for him. He wants us to witness him. Never allow anyone to kill your God-given dream. Don't let anybody take it from you, steal it from you, and don't let the life. Unfortunately, that happens. We get married. We get so wrapped up in trying to make a living and trying to raise our children that we that, that happens. Life begins to take our dream from us, and, and, and we begin to forget about our dreams. Whatever your dream may be, you go for it with all the gusto you can. Because just like that beer commissioner says you only go around once, 
You know, I was I I went to college and I thought, well, I'm I'm 45 years old, I think. And I called Brother Terry. I said, ah, I'm getting too old to go to college. Brother Terry said, listen. He said, I said, the time I get done with all this, I'm going to be almost 50 years old. He said, you're going to be almost 50 anyway, aren't you? I said, good point. So why not go for your dream? So I got my BS degree. You, some of you thought I had BS degree before that, but <laughs> Bachelor of Science. <laughs> Just want to make sure you understand what I'm talking about. Listen. God-given dream will distinguish you from everyone else because it's your dream. Not the dream God give me. It's the dream God give you. God-given dream will release your potential. You can accomplish so much for God. There's so many things you can do that you didn't think you could ever do. And God will release it. Like George is always saying to me, why did we wait so long? Because, George, we are hard-headed and a little slower than some others. You know, but it'll release our potential. It's not over. God-given dream will excite and encourage you to keep going. That's what keeps you going, keeps you going on, seeing people saved and things. That's what makes, that, that's what motivates me. That thrills me. Nothing thrills me. Roller coaster ride is fun, but it doesn't thrill me like seeing somebody say yes to Jesus. But that's the most exciting thing. Hey, a God-given dream will affect prevailing attitudes. It can, and an attitude depends on how high you get. That's an attitude in, in your airplane. When you're flying an airplane, you've got to keep that attitude right. That keeps us that same thing with our life. We've got to keep the right attitude. Life is going to try to knock the slats out from underneath you. Health is going to deteriorate as we go older, and it's going to affect, but that doesn't have to affect our attitudes. And a God-given dream will motivate you to make a difference in yours and someone else's life. A God-given dream will motivate you to make a difference in your life and make a difference in somebody else's life. So it'll distinguish you from everyone else. It'll release your potential. It'll excite and encourage you to keep going. It'll affect prevailing attitudes, and it'll motivate you to make a difference in your life and in the life of someone else. Studies have shown that people who retire without something significant to do with their lives saw a decline in their health much earlier than people who retired with a purpose. Uh, I know Richard was in the military, most of them. I retired from the military, got a debrief. You know what they used to tell us? I, I imagine they still do the same thing today. You know what your life expectancy is after you retire? I was 37 years old. You know what they told me my life expectancy was? Seven years. That would make it 44. Well, I'll be 66 this year. I'm 65. But they said, and that's about it for a military retired person, seven years. Why? Unless you find something significant to do. And God gave me a dream while I was in the military that I could preach the word of God. Still wonder. Some of you wondering too. <laughs> but God has given me a dream that it could happen. And I retired in 1987. This I was 37. And they said, only seven years? That's the motivation. You know why? Because most people sit on the bar stool and swap fishing stories and hunting stories, and pretty soon that's all they do. What are you going to do when you retire? I'm going to hunt and fish. What are you going to do with retire? I'm going to draw my Social Security. you got to have a dream. you got to something else. you got to get up. Let it motivate you. Let it thrill you. Let it inspire you. Let it drive you. Let it direct you. Let it define you. Let it do for you 
what nobody else can do, that God-given dream. A study was conducted using rats that showed that rats were required to find their food by navigating a maze and lived a lot longer than rats who were just fed daily every day. You know, that, that doesn't make sense, does it? Just there's your food right there, but if I have to go find them, if I have to get up and move, if I have to do something, and that's why moving is a thing. Edna's dad is, 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 is a prime example of that. He turned 97 in January, and he said, I got to get up and move. I can't just sit in this chair all day. And he gets up and cleans house. He wipes the walls down. He does something. If it's a nice weather, he sits outside. You know, he moves. He used to walk for two miles every day. Uh, you know, he he worked till he was in his 80s helping his son do some odd jobs. But that's, that he's a prime example that you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. I always felt that. If I can get up and keep moving, I can win any fight. I just got to get up and move. And that was the hardest thing for me in the hospital. They wanted me to lay down. I wanted to get up. No, you stay here. They even tied me down. I still worked at getting up. I let me up out of this thing because I got to move. I got to get moving. I got to get up. Listen, what should you do if you don't have a dream? You're a person and you say, I just don't know, Pastor, what my dream is. Uh, it's been so long. I forgot it. I just don't know. So what do you do? There's some steps we can take. Number one, hang around someone with a dream. Find somebody that's got a dream and latch on their coattail and hang on to them and watch God's favor take place in their life. There's nothing wrong with that. Hang around. God will give you a dream. God will give you a dream eventually, but hang around with somebody that has a dream. Examine your life to see what you're, what you're good at doing. You know, that, that kind of comes, that's, that's where your spiritual gifts fall into. What you enjoy doing and you're good at doing is usually what you do. And everybody can't do everything. And I'm learning that. I can't do everything. You know, that just, it just doesn't happen. I can't do, organize a, a senior vacation Bible school. I can't organize a, a, a children's vacation Bible school. But there's people out there that can't. And, and uh, we'll just see how it goes and how they go that way. I, can, I don't charge every ministry. I can't do all that. I can't do bearing precious seeds. That DL does that. I can't organize all that. If I do that, I couldn't do this. There's three messages i got to study for besides Sunday school we're going to start up again. Uh, I can't do all that. I just can't do it. Not because I'm too old and elderly. It's because I don't have the capabilities to do it all. And it's not my dream to do it all. I don't dream. I'm going to do everything, you know. I dream I'm going to do one thing. I like that City Slicker movie. You remember that with Jack Palance in it? He said, what's a success? Uh, he held up one finger. You find that one thing that you do, and you do it the best of your ability. And that's what makes you a success. Ask yourself, what am I interested in? What, what excites me? What thrills me? What motivates me? What inspires me? What is it? That's going to be your dream. What are you interested in? And see if God's got to give you a dream in that area or that's where your dream come for. Number four, go back to a time when you said, what if? What if I had all the money? What if I could do anything I had set my mind to doing and it would be a success? What if? What if we did it for God? That's a dream. God's got a dream for each one of us. Let's stand. Gracious Heavenly Father, your dream first and foremost is to see everybody saved. We thank you for that. 
Lord, then you've got a dream for every life here today. You have a dream that these folks, Lord, would see, be a witness for you. Lord, you started off with just 12, and now look what the world's like now. And Lord, the world's getting ready for you to come back. So let's get busy fulfilling the dream. We used to dream about winning people to Christ, and now we just forget. We used to dream about seeing the chairs filled, no empty seats. And for some reason, our dreams got nullified. We used to dream, Lord, about a revival, and somehow we've let that slip through us. We don't realize when it's happening and how it's happening. Lord, I ask you to be with every person that's here today. If there's someone here today that does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, Lord, they can't have a God-given dream. The only thing they can come about is salvation. I ask you, Lord, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, that you speak to their hearts today, Lord. If they're looking for a church home, let today be that day that they decide this is where I want to be. Give them a dream where they can get in and serve you till you come back. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever God spoke to your heart about, you're still praying for revival. There's some coming for that. Maybe you need to come and pray and say, God, give me my dream again. Make it real to me. Show me what that dream is, Lord. Let that dream come about, come true. Whatever the Lord spoke to your heart about. Maybe there's someone you need to bring to the altar. Maybe there's someone you need to bring up at the altar with your spouse about salvation, about spiritual growth. Dare to dream a dream. And God gave Joseph a dream, a specific dream. God give each one of our people a dream. Lord, our young or old alike, reignite us, Lord, thrill us, inspire us, direct us, Lord, guide us, encourage us, motivate us, Lord, so that that dream defines us. So people say, there goes the dreamer. Didn't think they could do anything in beautiful downtown Gaumi, but it's a church in the middle of airway everywhere or in the middle of nowhere reaching everywhere Lord look at the missionaries that you're allowing us to help get on the field look at the word of God Lord we need a dream again let us dare to dream for you Driven by a dream. From the age of 17 to about 30. 13 rough, difficult years where life moved in and kind of caused Joseph to stumble around, but he never lost his dream or his faith in God. And I'll challenge you to read those stories because in every place it said, and God was with Joseph. When Potiphar's life wife lied about him when Joseph's brother sold him into slavery prior to that and God was with Joseph when Joseph was thrown in the prison palace and God was with Joseph when the baker and the butler forgot about him for two more years and God was with Joseph 
God is with you and I as well. Dare to dream a dream. Be driven by your dream. Let's let Johnny number two close us. Father, we Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. Father, we just <coughs> ask that you uh, bring this message into each and everyone's heart. Father, let's just dream and carry out our dreams, Father. And we pray now for all the unsaved, Lord. Father, I will come to you now that you will protect our nation and have our leaders go into their heart that they will Look to you for uh, for uh, their decisions, Lord. Father, we just pray for Israel that you'll save that small nation uh, against all these uh, many uh, enemies of theirs. Now, Father, we just ask that you be with each and every one this afternoon as we depart, and Father, bring us back at an appointed time. Now, Father, we thank you for all your love and all your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>